Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Welcome to the First Cut Podcast. This is Rick Gaiman, and I've got Kyle Porter on the line. Kyle, Ernie Els just dropped his President's Cups pick, President Cups picks, and uh, we need to talk about him. How are you? I'm good. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it, you know, I, I don't know that there was a ton of surprise there, but it is interesting kind of how Ernie rounded out the team and, and kind of what just this international team has going into uh, Australia here in about a month. Yeah, it is really interesting. So, you know, f- right off the presses here, Ernie, uh, we can go through these guys one by one here in a second, but just to recap who they are, uh, he goes with Joaquin Neiman, Sungjae Im, Adam Hadwin, and then Jason Day, who was kind of the lock of the century. So let's let's start let's start there. We'll start with Jason Day, Kyle. I mean, no surprises here. You and I have talked kind of at length about what this season and what this year is going to mean for Jason Day. Um, I think he's going to be a pretty key cog to this team because I think he can, uh, when right, really carry a team like this. We've seen him excel in match play uh, at times during his career, winning the match play event. But I think this can also go horribly wrong. Am I am I on the right track here? Yeah, I just I don't. What are the options, right? Like I I, I don't know. I, you start looking at this and you're like, okay, I've got this guy who's a, probably a Hall of Famer. He's got a major. It's in Australia. Like, are you gonna go? You gonna go Jazz Jan and Anna and on over? <laughs> over? I think I actually said that. That was a gr- okay. That I that was a great pronunciation. We'll just like pause because that was <laughs> awesome. You nailed it. Are you gonna go Jazzy J? Or are you gonna go? I mean, it's just. It's kind of a it's it's a hard spot for Ernie Els. Like I, it's easy for you and I to you know sit behind a keyboard or sit sit behind a microphone and be like, oh yeah, I'd get Siwoo. Which by the way, I loved your Siwoo take from earlier this week. That that to me is like, I mean, he's so volatile. Like he could go out and win any major, and then you like he, he's like a he's like a more extreme version of Martin Keimer, which is, is crazy to think about. So it's just tough because like, as a captain, it's just so much easier in, in more, you know, I think respected among the, the kind of the crowd that you're around to go Jason day, than than to kind of dig deep into this bag of players who may or may not work out. Yeah. I think legacy wise, Ernie really kind of solidified himself by 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 taking Jason Day as the safe pick. I think if you open open up that bag and go get someone like Siwoo who could make you look like um, the worst, you know, the worst captain in quite some time. That that would be really bad. So I think I think it was a a safe play uh, by Ernie. But yeah, I could have I could have seen even. I think you're right. There's there's there, he had few options. I think um you know a Corey Connors or or, or a Ben On who I guess are kind of similar type players from T to Green, but might struggle more on 
uh, on the actual putting service surface could have been options here, but we knew Jason Day was going to be here. Um, doesn't have a great President's Cup record by any stretch of the imagination. He's 5, 11, and 4. But what I want to ask you about, Kyle, is a little bit about strategy. And we're, you know, five or six weeks away from this. But, um, you know, who do you pair Jason Day with? I mean, I, I don't know what his really great skill set is. We've seen him play with Mark <laughs> Leishman. We've seen him play with Mark Leishman uh, the last time. We've seen him play with Louis Oosthuizen. I just don't really know what to do with this guy at the moment. Yeah, it's a it's a good question. I I, th- I think because you've got six rookies on this team, I, I think you just you know, and those guys. I, I know we kind of we look at this thing and it's like, oh well, it's just a Presidents Cup, right? <laughs> Versus like the Ryder Cup, but to them, like to a Joaquin Neiman or like a a, a Hao Tong Lee, a CT Pan, like it's a big deal. And yeah. you're going to be like, I mean, especially if somebody like Cam Smith, Australian, first time there in a President's Cup, like you, you, it, it's an important thing to, ha- I mean, say what you want about day, but like he, he can be somebody who those guys can kind of lean on. And, and I, and I think he probably like in a strange way, like loves that role of like being <laughs> like the, I don't know about hero, but just like the, the rock or whatever. And so I, I think we'll see. I don't know. Maybe it's him and Cam Smith. I think it'll be less about skill set than it'll be about like, kind of uh, the the I don't know, like the um, the emotional or, or kind of intellectual pairing of of what it would look like for him with a rookie. You know, that's that's probably the key. You know, be- behind our spreadsheets, it's easy to be like Jason Day is a terrible pick, but you get him <laughs> in, <laughs> you get him in the locker room um, and get that presence there. And a guy who has played plenty of match play, he has played in plenty of, uh, you know, President's Cups like th- that does. There is obviously an intangible that our algorithms cannot account for, Kyle. Um, <laughs> so, OK, so Jason Day, I think I think we've kind of covered him. Um, the the other one that, you know, we could we could spend all day on this. The one that we had talked about er- earlier in the week. Er- wow, I am uh, tongue tied tonight. But earlier in the week, as far as uh, the guy who should be on the team is Sung J.M., who. I think you can play him almost every session because we know Sungjae loves playing golf, right? You might see him every single session out here. I think they had to pull him off the course to tell him that he uh, <laughs> that he was actually is is he the new VJ? They'll, they'll alert uh, Sungjae when the sun goes down and when he makes his way into the into the clubhouse. Someone will give him a shout and say, "Hey, you were you made the Presidents Cup team." He he has to be the. So I was doing the. Um, the race to Dubai stuff the other day. And I was like, wow, burned, burned Weisburgers. Number one race to Dubai. This is, does, does anybody realize this? And I think in the same way, like Sung is the guy that if you go to, so my dad is a pretty casual golf fan. If you're like, Hey, who's, who's the number 34 guy in the world? He, he would never guess. Like he, he probably wouldn't even know to guess Sung JM. And I just, man, he's, he's so good. And and I'm really excited. I hope he goes, uh, remember, uh, Siwoo at the 17 president's cup when he went full Patrick Reed. Um, oh yeah, absolutely. When, when the international team was down eight on like Sunday, yeah. I hope Sungjae goes full Patrick Reed from the beginning and just, just starts lighting people up. Um, I'm excited. I, I, he's a great player. It's a big stage for him. It's not a big American stage just because of the time differential, but it's a cool stage for him to kind of make a name for himself in a way that maybe people haven't realized so far. Yeah, that's that's what I'm interested to see. You know, he's he's going to be able to 
get in front of these eyeballs like your dad who you know who have never heard of this guy before but when there's only a couple matches on the course a lot of these guys get some some camera shine and i'm interested to see how sung jay reacts in these types of situations because so early in his career uh, not much has phased him you know i mean we we have seen him play a ton of golf and and it's almost um it's almost a, a comedy at this point on how much golf he's actually played and and he's uh finishing well in golf tournaments he goes over to korea he wins like he he has not seemed to fa- find anything uh, that he struggled with and i'm hoping that a match play or a president's cup format is is also something that he that he can thrive in i'm i'm super stoked for him yeah, I am as well. And, you know, I, I, you bring up the parents here. I'm, I'm really, I don't know. I'm interested to see what the parents look like with some of this stuff, because, you know, I, I think you could go, I mean, we're talking about Adam Hadwin in a second. You go like Hadwin, Jason Day, you might never reach the green based on how, like, <laughs> that's not really their strength from T to green. Right. And, and, yeah. but then you've got guys like, you know, Adam Scott and Sungjae, who that is their strength. I, I don't know. It's it's going to be interesting, and it's always hard. I, I, I think I think being the captain of the international team is it's really difficult because you just, you got I don't know different languages and cultures, and it's just it's really hard to like galvanize uh, everybody in the same room at the same time when these guys are not. They don't have the brotherhood of like a, a, I mean, we joke about the American team, but there's at least like history there. And there's a history with, obviously with the Euros. I, I think it's just, it's difficult with the international team. I'm interested to see how it goes this year. You know what, that's actually a really good point that I don't think even gets mentioned enough, or I personally don't think about enough is, you know, uh, and I don't know what um, Hideki would normally do in a locker room, but I mean, he talks to the media through a through a translator. Yeah. So is is there going to be a, a translator uh, in in these team meetings? And um, hey, what club are you hitting? And I'm sure he can. I'm sure he can handle all of that. But you're <laughs> right. There is there is a uh, a little bit of a camaraderie that you know they're going to have to get there a little bit early and, and try to figure that out in a way that yeah the the Euros and the Ryder Cup it's it's much more natural and for Team USA it's much more much more natural. So that is interesting and and the pairings then i think become a big part of this and i think that's kind of um maybe one of the reasons and i, I don't want to talk about the guys that got snubbed because they might not have been snubbed but someone like a cory connors or or a ben on i think they are difficult to pair with in this in this format because of our who you already have on the team when you have someone like cory connors and ben on who are great tee to green and they can't putt um, tough when you've got also Hideki on the team and you've got Adam Scott, who has had a kind of a bipolar putter at times. And like, if you get too many of the same type of skill set on a team, this can turn really ugly really quickly. Right? Yeah, totally. And I was thinking about this. I, I want to get your take on this. If, if you threw, so we've got 20 guys so far. Uh, so you got eight Americans, the, the other four will come out on Thursday night. You got 12 international uh team members if you threw them all into a just a big pool and asked ernie and and tiger woods to to just draft whoever they want like winner take all where do you where do you think sungjae would go well i tell you what he might be uh he might be one of the first international guys off the board certainly um but i mean I, i i'd probably put him i mean i love him so i might be biased here but like fifth or sixth off the board i know i know <laughs> right that's but it sounds crazy but no to, to your point like yeah it, it is and i think this is what this is what has made the european team so good in the Ryder cup over the years they, they've paired like 
their pairings always seem to work out. And some of that stuff yeah. is just guys getting hot. Some of it is the course, whatever. But you know, the even like the the Stinson Justin Rose thing, where they just ham and egg, ham and egg, and and it's like mm-hmm. all of a sudden it's four and three, and that's a wrap. Like, how do you how do you replicate that? I realize those are like two of the eighteen best guys in the world, <laughs> so it's a little different. But I think to replicate that and to figure that out when you know six guys, this is their first time that could be a really good thing it could be a really bad thing um it's it's just such a difficult thing and uh you're gonna have to play if you're the international you gotta play perfect golf to even have a shot yeah and and some of these young guys there's there's kind of a double-edged sword here where um you know they're they're so young they don't know how big the stage is sometimes that's good for them and sometimes it's really bad for them uh so i am interested to see with that many first timers how they can really compete and one of those first timers that I, i think this was was ernie's best pick was Joaquin Neiman. Yeah. I love this. And I think um, Mark might have brought it up earlier in the week. I know we chatted on him for just a few minutes, but this is, to me, is the perfect type of guy that I think opens up the variance in a competition like this that uh, the pre- the international team has really struggled in, and he can he can he can go out and be five and zero on the week. He might go out and be zero and five. You know what I mean? I think he opens up the range of outcomes in such a really good way, and it's you know difficult to argue with his with his recent form. I mean, I think we're on the same page there. Joaquin Neiman is is a great pick. Yeah, I, I agree. He turns twenty one on thursday i believe it was his birthday actually and he's just i we just forget about him when we talk about the the hovland and the the matthew wolf and you know all these guys and it's like wait a second like joaquin neiman has a win and he's got a lot of like good experience and he's really really ta- i mean i i, I can't remember. i think his t to green stuff is like, i think he's like a, like a top 25 number the last couple of years do uh, you remember when he pl- when he came out so right he's a year earlier than those other guys and he, he comes out and he played like six or seven starts and i remember the stats that were flying around were like if he had enough stats to qualify here is all the stat categories he'd be leading on the pga tour and it was like every stat category yeah. it was like strokes gained everything and we were just anointing this kid as like the next greatest thing and then golf happened and golf is hard and and he's he's like 19 years old or whatever he is he was at the time and he's like uh, trying to figure it all out and it looks like he's now okay he's 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 got a season in he gets that win like he's he seems to be a much different player this time around and i don't know if many people realize that 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 transformation kind of happened yeah for sure so tita green last year he was uh 23rd 141st in putting this is like your dream profile right now uh, the year before that, yeah. he didn't have yeah he didn't have enough to qualify, but he was one point two strokes gain per round tee to green. So that was right, and that would have and that would have put him you know near the top of the board. Yeah, that's a be- that's an even better number than when he was twenty third this past season. So yeah, I mean he's the kind of guy, and I, I know Justin Ray has done some of this stuff on um, on Xander to where you're like, whoa, wait a second, like he's like a top twelve guy from tee to green. Like those are the guys that that not just win, but they win a lot. And, and I think, yeah. I think like, I think Neiman's one of those guys, like I, 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 and maybe not like I, who knows, like it might go differently, but his trajectory so far is, uh, it's really impressive. And I think, I think Ells wanted to pick him. I was reading some of the stuff that he said after Greenbrier and it was like, Oh yeah, he's, he's definitely getting picked. Like <laughs> just the way he was talking about him of like, Oh, he was on the fringe and now he's like right in the middle of it. And it's like, well, that, there's a pick, you know? And I, I think, I think it's smart. I think it's good. And I think that, 
Uh, he's another guy that I think will, it'll be really interesting to see how he handles that stage because you know, do you like, he just guys that are, it's their first time, especially somebody that young, they just care more like, and that's not a knock against the older guys, but it's just different. You want to go out, you want to go five and zero against the Americans. You want to prove that you belong and that might go poorly, but I think you're right. Like that's the kind of risk you have to take when you're, when you have inferior talent to the American side. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Super, super stoked about that. And then it leaves us with the guy that to me, and personally, this was the surprise pick for me. I was, I was rooting and, and hoping for Corey Connors. We got a different Canadian. We got Adam Hadwin who shows up here. He's going to make his second president's cup appearance and i was a little stumped so kyle now you get to be you know captain ernie ells why adam hadwin well we talked about this a little bit before the pod i i I think i guess it's the putting thing you know he's he's but his short game's better than Corey connor's i I don't know if it came down to i mean it probably comes down to what those two and, and ben on uh for that for that final spot i mean i'm going either ben on or or connor's but i get why in match play, like, you know, especially when you're like paired, when you do the, um, when you're paired up with somebody and, and and they're, you know, lights out tee to green and you got somebody making putts and it's like, all of a sudden you're, you know, like you can, you can do something with that. Um, kind of the, the pairing thing that we talked about earlier and he's had a pretty good fall. I didn't realize this. He was second at Safeway, uh, T4 at Shriners, uh, wasn't great in Asia. Um, and, and I don't know, Connors, I think has been more consistent. I would have gone Connors. I would have gone Ben on, but I do get it from a kind of a statistical profile perspective, why you would go had one. And he's a top ranked Canadian. So, uh, maybe, maybe, maybe Ernie just looked at the OWGR and was like, let's just, whatever. Like just pull, pull me some numbers. I hope not. Okay. That's actually a really good question. What do you think Ernie takes into account when he's making these picks? Yeah, that is a good question. <laughs> I, I think, I don't know. I, I, like I, I legit think we, that, we did not prepare for this question, by the way, this no. is like legit, like I off the cuff. What does he look at? I think tiger definitely is on, like has some Google sheets, like some protected Google sheets that he's like just grinding through. And I think Ernie's like after a, after a bottle of, uh, of his, he's got a wine label, doesn't he? After a yeah, bottle, I think that sounds right. Yeah. A bottle of his wine. He's like, Oh yeah. You know, I need a Canadian. I need, <laughs> I need a. Uh, I Canadians, need another, those are usually pretty good golfers. Let's get one of them. I need another <laughs> South Korean. Uh, yeah, let's just let's just fill this up with with uh, every country. I I don't. I I would wager a guess that Tiger puts a lot more um, grind into his picks than Ernie put into his. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I I just imagine because you know you always see, you see this in other sports too, where sometimes the players go into the booth for example and they're like not great commentators and they you know it's like oh do they really understand what's going on or whatever um and that's kind of how i feel sometimes about this but i know they've got a bunch of people (laughs) a bunch of people in their ears but yeah ernie just feels like hey he woke up this morning he picked a couple of guys um but i i think to back to adam hadwin i don't think it's a terrible pick um i think i was surprised by it and i think that um, he owns a skill set that can be very powerful in a match play setting. And we've seen time and time again, 
if you get a hot putter or sometimes just the best putter can win in match play very, very often. And when you're the first guy in the hole and you put, put a lot of pressure on your opponent, that becomes very valuable in this type of format. So I, I understand it from that side of it, um, especially because you've got other guys on this team that are probably going to need to be paired with him. Um, so in the past, in, in 2017, Hadun was paired with both Adam Scott and Hideki Matsuyama, which kind of makes perfect sense, right? That you would pair Adam Hadwin with those two guys. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. I actually had forgotten that he was on that. Maybe I just tried to forget <laughs> that entire 17 team, but yeah. uh, I had forgotten that uh, that he was on that team. But yeah, no, the the, the Matsuyama thing, that that does make sense. I, I I uh I'm looking through this. Yeah, they were he was 0 2 and 1 in 2017. Um him and Adam Scott lost to Kucher and Dustin Johnson. Him and Matsuyama lost to uh Patrick Reed and Jordan Spieth, which a lot of people do. And then Adam Hadwin lost his singles match to Phil Mickelson. I think that's that's tough. That might have been Phil's last singles win ever <laughs> in a team event. But I think you could go like Hadwin Usti or Hadwin Leishman. I think both of those would be pretty interesting. Um yeah, and he's going to hit a lot of fairways. I mean, he he has he has like two skill sets that, uh, especially like in you know something like an alternate shot or what, like what it, like that. He he's going to be very valuable, and I feel like he's more valuable in in this format than a lot of others. It's just such a like I I don't know I don't know what the odds are on which team wins, but I just think about like can you imagine. I don't know if Kepka is going to play, but you roll like. Kepka and can't lay out and like on the other side of the tee box it's like ct pan and adam hadwin and it's like <laughs> what uh how's this gonna go yeah, <laughs> like i know just... what sides hit i know what sides uh hitting their second shot first i know that <laughs> it's just it's such an overwhelming thing that i don't know we need something to i saw so, somebody propose that um the loser of the Ryder cup should be the team that plays the president's cup we need something to like, Ooh. it's like relegation. Like if you lose the president's cup, you don't get to play the Ryder cup. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. That would be, that That'd would be, be sweet. Take. It would never work because of the parties that are involved and right. you know, who's running it. But there needs to be something more at stake than just like, you know, the, what, whatever's at stake, which is yeah, basically nothing. And especially because it's been, it'd be one thing if this has been competitive over the years, but when you combine not much at stake and not much competition, that's not always a great recipe. Yeah, totally. And, and that's the thing, right? Like the, and that's a great point because Ryder cup, it's like, yeah, it's an exhibition, but man, it feels like it means a lot more than the president's cup because, yeah. because it's been competitive. And so, I mean, I was looking through the, the number, the, uh, last, so the U.S. is 8-0-1 since losing in 98 at Royal Mel Melbourne. And the majority of those, it's like 19-and-a-half, 14-and-a-half, 19-and-a-half, 14-and-a-half, 19 15 Last time was 19-11. And you're like, what? I mean, like, it, and it, it does the, the great, and this is what I always go back to, the great thing about team events is that it always feels close until the end. Well, last time it didn't. But most of these always feel close until the end because right. there's so many singles matches that you're like, I could talk myself into this. You yeah, know? you could conceivably make up, I don't know, like 10 or t 10 or 11 points or at least convince yourself yeah. of that for a while. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, so that that part of it, I think, is just – that's my favorite part of these team events. But, I mean, it would be, a, a, I think, a stunner if the U.S. didn't win pretty handily. Yeah. 
And uh, that's probably a good place for us because the U.S. team, uh, you know, pretty significant favorites at the moment. They're going to be announcing their four additional uh, picks from Tiger Woods coming down on Thursday evening. And I'm sure uh, we will be covering it when that happens. So, Kyle, thank you very much. What's your final final choice for uh, or your final prediction for U.S.? Um, I'm going to go with Gary Woodland, uh, Patrick Reed. I believe then we're going to go with uh, a tiger himself, of course. And then um, it leaves us down to Finau and Fowler. I, I think it should be Finau. I think tiger will pick Fowler. I think all everything the same, but I think he'll pick Finau. I hope he does. I think that's the right move. And I also think I really hope Brooks plays, but I don't know if there's much reason for him to, if that knee is at all anything. Um, so they, both of those guys might not, might end up getting on the team anyway. Yeah, that would be uh, – we, we need more drama with the picks. We I, do. I, I hope he plays. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well, thank you, brother. Always a good time. All right, Rick. We'll talk to you soon, buddy. All right. See you, Kyle. Bye.